Last time on Meme Lord Monday. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. But yeah, last time on Meme Lord Monday, basically I talked about my deconstruction journey, aka when I walked away from the Christian faith, what led me to make that decision. And on this episode, I'm going to talk about how I came back to the faith and the events that led to that happening, my thought process, the things that I did to help build my faith back up to a place where I'm comfortable with questioning what I believe, but I'm also comfortable with what I believe. So if you're new here, this is Meme Lord Monday. It's basically my podcast. I'm a meme lord for the Lord, but I like delving into the more thoughtful aspects of Christianity, and I like to do it in like a chill way that you can laugh at. You know what I'm saying? If you grew up in the church, I think you'll really like this podcast and this episode. Meme Lord Monday is sponsored by my meme page, Memes for Jesus and memesforjesus.com. All the listeners of this podcast get 5% off all the merch on my website. I've got funny merch tees like Not Today Satan. I've got the warning homeschooled Christian and socially unaware tee. I've got the bless this food to our bodies, huge nasty burger tee, and the out of context Bible verse tee. All super comfortable. Brought to you by Native Supply, HGA, amazing company, ran by Christian rapper KB. What more could you ask for? This show is also brought to you by you guys, my supporters. If you want to keep this show running and you want to encourage me to make more and also get access to special content creation coaching, you can become a Supercast supporter by going to memelordmonday.supercast.com and get access to all sorts of really cool goodies like backlogged episodes that aren't available to anyone else, exclusive episodes, uncut episodes, and like I already mentioned, content creation coaching. This is the type of coaching that I do for businesses and influencers. I have about a dozen people in my program and they're all growing. What can I say? I know what I'm talking about. Or if you just want to support me to keep the lights on in this show, I'd appreciate that too. So there's my shameless plugs. Let's get back to the show. So basically up until this point, my life was in shambles. Uh, I'd lost people close to me. I had a really bad breakup. My heart was torn asunder. (laughs) And basically grew up in church. I knew all the jargon. I knew how to behave like a Christian, but I just didn't want to be a Christian. And I doubted God. I left the faith. I didn't want to be a Christian anymore. I didn't want to believe in God anymore. And so I didn't. My uncle, who was also my godfather, he passed away in front of me. And that was traumatic. That was very difficult to, t- to deal with. And I just didn't see any merit to being a Christian. And I wasn't convinced that God was real or Christianity was true. So I kind of just lived my life and was doing the things that I always wanted to do deep down inside when I was a Christian. I was like, well, I can't do those things because they're sinful. And I just started doing them. And like I said, I'm going to be very vague with that because I did some messed up stuff. And I just don't want to talk about it, to be honest, but I did some messed up stuff. So I'm going to have to employ my Christianese here. So basically where I left off was my uncle had passed away and the pastor that conducted his funeral kept reaching out to me. And then he wanted to interview me and, and, and still still tried to get me into ministry. So I ended up going to his church and talking with him and just telling him straight up, uh, I just don't believe in this stuff anymore. And instead of saying, all right, well, yes, yeah, you know, like it's not a good fit. He actually began to like mentor me. Um, which was like, at the moment I was very annoyed by that. Like I just told him, I don't care about his God. I don't care about Christianity. And he just, he began to just, he would reach out. He would text me all the time. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you should come to my church. Even though I lived in Pennsylvania, he wanted me to go to his church uh, every weekend. And, uh, he kept inviting me like week after week. Hey, you should come to my church on Sunday. You should come to my church. And I was like, that's like a two hour drive. He's like, I'll pay for gas. I'll do everything. Like, and he did, he paid for my gas. Um, I stayed at his house 
and I would t- attended his church. You know, I caved. <laughs> um, he and his wife and his kids, they just, they started just loving on me, even though I was an absolute moron. And that's all they did. They were just loving me. And so I would, I just, I kept going every weekend, driving two hours uh, every weekend with, with the little bit of money that I had to New Jersey, attending church. I'd spend all day Sunday with them. And then I'd go back Monday morning. Monday mornings, he would take me out to breakfast. And I know that he didn't have a lot of money at the time. And I know he had um, uh, four kids. And like he was investing a lot of time in me. And he was inve- like really, really mentoring me and taking time. And th- what I mean by that is he wasn't just like talking to me and, and, and like preaching to me. He would take me out uh, to, to breakfast Monday mornings, like early Monday mornings before I would go back to Pennsylvania. And he would just listen to me. Um, I would rant and talk about the dumbest things ever. Like I would just can't imagine how stupid some of the stuff I was saying was. And he wouldn't try to correct me. He didn't try to preach at me. He would just listen. And that was it. And he was like, all right, well, you know, he paid for my breakfast. Sometimes I'd be able to pay, but most of the time he paid and, and he'd give me a hug and, and he'd be like, all right, see you next week. And all of a sudden attending their church and his preaching and the words and the music just started making sense to me. Um, because I had grown to really hate all the emotional experiences of church because that's all church had ever been just an emotional experience. But at the end of the day, it didn't really give me anything. And so I don't say that to like hate on my charismatic brothers and sisters. I say that because that's all I had. Like that's the background I was coming from. And you know, I just, I I had not experienced people just literally caring and listening to like listening to me, truly listening and caring about what I had to say because all the stuff I was saying disagreed with what everyone in my immediate circle at that time they, they you know it, it disagreed with what they were saying and so i i was being super rebellious and i was and i knew that i, I didn't fit into my environment and pastor munyan he saw past that and he chose to just listen to my bull crap and, and love me um so yeah i completely deconstructed from my faith and i was starting to see that that's not what i wanted to do anymore so one of the sundays i was over there Pastor Munyan was like, yo, let's go to a park or something. I want to show you around, you know, this town. Like we had, we both had some extra time. So we figured we'd just go for a walk. And, and he, that was him saying, you know, I still want to listen to you talk and um, still want to hear what's on your mind. Like I said, Pastor Munyan rarely ever said anything in response to the stuff that I was saying. I'm positive he was annoyed by all the dumb stuff I was talking about and just, you know, just venting all of my emotions on him. And I was at this weird place where I was like grappling with the fact as to whether or not I wanted to be a Christian or not. Cause I was like, well, this and this, and well, this and this, but I got to do, but I got to do this if I want to do this. And he was just like, Matt, it sounds like, you know what you need to do, but you just have to do it. And like, if that's not the stinking <laughs> mantra of my life, uh, just, you know, just a lazy dude, that it can talk all day. I, that's how I feel a lot of times. But anyways, I feel like God used that in a very profound way to just click something in my brain to be like, yeah, you need to stop talking. And like true, like scripture says to taste and see that the Lord is good. And so I think that there is some truth. Like I, I know that there's truth to that. Just seeing if God is good for you. If, if you live according to his principles and if you live as though he is real and, and 
believe it truly, you'll see that there is there is goodness to God and there is a richness to God and, and living by by his principles. And so that's what I started doing. I started challenging all of the objections that I had against Christianity and seeing what arguments really existed in favor of Christianity. Because I was I was spending a lot of my time just looking at arguments against Christianity, but I hadn't really challenged those objections against the other objections. So what I started doing is just doing research, reading books. Like I, I read all the, you know, standard apologetic books that Christians read. I read The Case for Christ. I read Reasonable Faith, Ready Defense, etc. And I just started collecting more data and seeing the arguments for Christianity and the existence of God. Then I started looking at debates from the top atheists against top theists, Christian apologists. And William Lane Craig against Christopher Hitchens was right up there. That one, <laughs> that one, dude... That was the one right there that that really helped give like Christianity a ton of points for me because all William Lane Craig did was say these are the arguments for God, you know, teleological, ontological, moral, etc. He laid out a bunch of arguments and Christopher Hitchens kind of just laid out these counter arguments which like some of them I was arguing for when I was an atheist. I was like, yeah, this is this is what's going to happen and this is why there can be no God, etc. And William Lane Craig just would refute those in his responses in the debate. And then he'd be like, well, you still haven't even addressed my arguments for God. You haven't even touched those yet. And basically that's all he said the entire debate. And I watched a bunch of other debates as well, William Lane Craig debating Sam Harris and a bunch of other well-known, like I guess, pop atheists that I was looking up to. And I just saw him just destroy them, just dismantle them in like, in my opinion, in decisive fashion. And so I just started doing more research as far as like what William Lane Craig had to offer. I looked at some other guys like I think John Knox and just started consuming as much apologetic information as I possibly could. And I was really starting to really soak it up and see that there were legitimate arguments for God's existence. Uh, And then I was like, all right, fine. I guess I can concede that God, there's a good, reasonable explanation as to God's existence. I guess I can concede to that. And then so the next step I took was like, all right, well, does Christianity exist? And so what I started doing was researching Christianity. And I realized I had never read the Bible completely through. And so I wanted to get a good grasp of what the Bible had to say. And so as I was traveling to New Jersey for two hours every weekend, during that drive, I listened to the audio Bible. Because I have a hard time reading, y'all, just to be completely straight up with you. You know what I'm saying? I just have a hard time looking at letters on a page or on a screen. Sometimes the letters get jumbled up. I might have dyslexia. Who knows? But for some reason, listening to the Bible enabled me to really soak it all in and hear every word that was being said. So I listened to the entire entire Bible and I felt like the Holy Spirit like really ministering to me through Scripture. And I was starting to see all these dots connecting Like, oh, that's where that comes from. And oh, okay, I've heard that before. I didn't know that was from the Bible. And uh, then I really fell in love with the person of Christ in Scripture. So a lot of things were changed for me during this reconstruction process. Like, for instance, I didn't like what I thought a Christian should look like. I didn't want to be that. But then I saw the Munyans, and I saw that you could be, you know, normal. (laughs) You could be actually loving and friendly and non-judgmental and not extremist. And so that helped balance a lot for me. 
in my own life because I felt like I was coming from a very extreme mindset and, and perspective of Christianity. Also, reading the Bible for myself really helped dispel a lot of bad perspectives and bad understandings of Scripture and how Christians should behave. Like, I, I saw that there was a lot more love and security rather than anxiety and worry and how the gospel actually says that our faith rests on Christ and Christ working through us. And just seeing, like I said, like the person of Christ was so real and new to me after reading all of scripture, it just brought everything together for me. The internet is more accessible than it's ever been. And with that has come an absolute pandemic of people addicted to pornography. This addiction statistically is affecting Christians and non-Christians alike. It's a problem. Porn is a human problem, but Covenant Eyes provides a human solution. Covenant Eyes helps you and the ones you love live porn-free through transformative accountability relationships. With Covenant Eyes, you choose someone that you know and trust to walk with you as your ally and to hold you accountable for your online behavior. Me and my friends use it, and I've seen it firsthand break the bonds of addiction in people's lives. This stuff works. So basically what you do is you download the Covenant Eyes app, it tracks the activity on your devices, and your friend, who's your ally, gets a victory app which shares your activity feed right to their phone. You and your ally will be able to celebrate victories together and have honest and caring conversations about your successes, setbacks, and triggers. Nothing works better than this. If you struggle with pornography addiction online and you're ready to see some victory in your life, download Covenant Eyes and use promo code MONDAY for 30 days free. Try it out. I've gotten so many success stories from this app, and that's why I'm so happy that they've chosen to sponsor Meme Lord Monday. Again, that's Covenant Eyes. Use the link in the show notes of this episode and use promo code MONDAY for 30 days free. Victory over addiction has never been easier. But there was still like a lot that I was struggling with internally and just a lot of my behaviors and, and some of my thoughts patterns. And so believe it or not, and this might, because might come as a shock to some of you, I started listening to preaching and the preaching that I knew was Rick Warren and Joyce Meyer. And both of them talked a lot about having a positive mentality. Now, I know a lot of you listening probably aren't huge fans of them. And like personally now, I probably won't sit down and listen to a sermon today uh, from those guys. But at that time, everything they were talking about was exactly that what I needed. It was exactly what I needed. God used them to help clean up my mind of all the negativity that was in there. I had a lot of negative thoughts, a lot of complaining thoughts, a lot of a lot of thoughts that were just focused on the wrong thing entirely. And they helped me to understand and dispel a lot of the boogeyman stuff that I talked about in the last podcast. Like for instance, uh, I'm naturally I'm naturally anxious. I naturally have a lot of anxiety. Pretty sure I have anxiety disorders from that. Like I might have some OCD. Uh, I've, I've never been formally diagnosed, so I don't go around just telling people stuff like this because who knows if it's true or not. All I know is that I have really good tools that help me deal with the issues that I have. And I, you know, I go to therapy as well. So don't think that I'm just like out here being like, oh, I've got to figure it out. You know, go to therapy. <laughs> Seriously. It's awesome. But yeah, like my thinking was wrong. So a lot of the performative expectations that I had in, in Christianity started to melt away with this. A lot of the anti-intellectualism started to melt away because I started looking more into apologetics and, and actual philosophical arguments for God's existence. And I highly encourage you to check out the interviews I've done with Inspiring Philosophy. 
with Exploring Reality. And if you become a Supercast supporter, you can check out the interview I did with Cameron Bertuzzi of Capturing Christianity. I recommend all three of those YouTube channels as far as apologetics is concerned. They're amazing. And with that, like a lot of the boogeyman stuff I was talking about before, the way I got rid of that was just understanding that there are things that are essential to the Christian faith. And then there's a lot of things that are non-essential that come with the Christian faith. When you start studying theology and you start looking into the different denominations of Christianity, you start to realize that there's mostly a lot of disagreements on secondary issues. But there's actually a ton of harmony on the essential issues when it comes to denominations. Like I know we can get into other stuff. Um, like I don't, I don't believe that Mormons fall within the realm of Christianity. I mean, fight me on that. And I believe that there's some views that you can have that are very hard to justify on Christianity. But I feel like as long as there's the essentials are intact, I believe that God is faithful and just to finish what he started in us. If he's if he's the author of our faith, then he's also the finisher of our faith. And that is so comforting to me. So I don't want this to become like one of those weird preachy podcasts where it's some dude on a microphone just talking about you need to do this, you need like those make me cringe, y'all. And mad respect if that's what you do, like go for it if you if your audience enjoys being preached at like in in the modern Gen Z lingo. I'm just a dumb meme lord and I'm just here sharing my story. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Like I said, I don't feel like I have this figured out. I'm still learning, but I feel very, very convinced and secure in my faith, even with my doubts. Those doubts aren't insecurities for me because I feel as though if God and Christianity truly have the corner on the truth, then it should stand up against all objections or at least the, the really, really big objections. And I feel it does. I feel like there's a lot more data to prove that God does exist and Christianity is true than its negation. <laughs> to quote my buddy Than Christopoulos, shout out, exploring reality, check him out. So yeah, like I said, I'm comfortable. I doubt, but I'm still, I'm comfortable. And I'm comfortable doubting and I'm comfortable questioning and I'm comfortable learning. And I'm also comfortable saying, I don't know. One of the things that I realized when I was coming back to the faith was that I had a lot of caricatures of what it looks like to be a Christian. Basically, I felt like you had to be super legalistic and you couldn't do anything. Like everything leads to sin. So you have to tiptoe around everything in the world and just and completely shelter yourself from the realities of the world. Like for instance, I was afraid of my own like sexuality. Um, you know, I'm a straight dude. <laughs> and I was I was afraid of the fact that I liked girls and I you know, wanted to <laughs> wanted to do sexual things. And I felt like that was an evil thing. And honestly, I can't even imagine what this is like for women. Just based off of the stuff that my wife has told me and things that she grew up being taught in the church. If I felt like this as a dude, like I said, I can't even imagine how much more that is on, on women that grew up in the church. But anyways, like I felt like me having urges or desires in, in and of itself was sinful. So I hated myself for those emotions and for those feelings. But then I came to realize it's like God gave me this body and he gave me natural urges and hormones. And it's my job as the Christian to curb those and make sure that they don't get out of control and manage those urges, but not hate the fact that I have them and understand that they have a purpose. They have a design and I have to orient myself alongside what God has commanded me to do with what I have. That was, that was huge for me to recognize that I am a human <laughs> and I have a biology and I have biological urges and wants and I don't need to hate myself for that. And I another caricature that I felt was just a real like huge issue for me was the fact that like I said everything was sinful. 
everything. So I had to tiptoe and I didn't feel as though I had freedom. I feel like I had bondage. And I discovered that that's actually legalism. There's a word for that. It's legalism. And legalism is basically saying that the things that you do implicate your salvation or the thing you need to meet a certain criteria in order to satisfy Christianity. Where, I mean, there is an element of that, but the extremism of legalism makes it so that you can't do anything without feeling like you're in the wrong. You can't have an imagination. You can't have a creativity. You you can't acknowledge the fact that you are a human. You know, I felt like I couldn't even acknowledge the fact that I was a human being. I felt as though I always had to be at all times on guard from all the things that were demonic around me. And honestly, that's not freedom. That's not the freedom in Christ that I, I believe is in, in scripture. There is a balance that needs to be had. Like there is, we definitely need to be on guard and be careful with the things that we allow in our minds, in our lives, and the things we attach ourselves to, and the things that we crave, and the things that like we want to do on the day to day, and be and become addicted to. Like there is, there's real wisdom in saying, "Listen, I'm not going to stay up super late and watch programming that's going to cause me to lust." And recognizing your own limitations, like there's there's wisdom in that. Where where I was getting caught up was the fact that people, other people's issues that they have, they feel like they need to force those on you, but you like. I had to figure out what my limitations were personally and where where my self-control gets out of place and out of whack and causes me to fall into sinful behavior. I'm speaking super vaguely. I'm so sorry. But this is like, these are the things that, that helped me resolve a lot of my the issues that I had in my life. Recognizing the fact that there is true wisdom in living a Christian lifestyle because it leads to better health, better mental health. I feel like I have true freedom and I feel like I have true joy in Christ. And that's what Christianity offers, but sometimes the church will portray it like, yeah, you can have freedom, you can have joy, but you literally can't do anything. That's, that to me sounds like you're putting yourself in a jail cell. Like you can't watch TV. You need to, you know what I mean? You can't play video games. You can't shop at at certain stores, <laughs> you know? You can't get groceries at certain stores. Okay. Like that's, this is where like that goofy stuff is what detracted me from Christianity because it's like, that's not freedom. Maybe some people need to do that. Maybe some people are very convicted going in in certain places and doing certain things. And that's great. Please do that. But when other people start forcing you to do certain things in order to meet a certain criteria to be a Christian, that's where you're missing it. And that's where Jesus said to the Pharisees, y'all doing too much. (laughs) Basically, in Matthew chapter 23, he was like, woe to you guys, because you're doing all this stuff for religious purposes. But you're missing the purpose of religion, which is mercy, justice, righteousness. You're these this is like what really matters. And so that's what it was. Like coming coming back to Christianity was recognizing the true meaning of Christianity, what Christ truly does in a life that is wholly committed to him, and just sticking to those essentials and recognizing what is like secondary, what is what what doesn't matter because i feel like a lot of christians as well like they make a huge deal out of oh you have to you have to believe this end time you know this specific eschatological framework like you have to be premillennial or you have to be amillennial or postmillennial no i don't <laughs> no those are secondary issues or you have to abstain from reading books like harry potter it's like bro are you like is this your christianity is that what you think christianity is is just being mad and screaming about 
the things that people shouldn't do that cause you to stumble. Is that what that is that what Christianity means to you? Because that does not sound anything like what I read in scripture. Coming back to the faith, like if I go back to my experience with Pastor Munyon and what he did for me, the reason I feel like it was so effective is because, like I mentioned, he just listened to me. He just loved on me. His family, they didn't try to change me. At least not until I was like, you know what? I'm ready to be a Christian. And then they were like, all right, well, here's some things we got to work on. <laughs> and then, then they really helped me because I was, I was open to it. I communicated to them. I wanted to live according to the way that they were living because it was attractive to me and it did make sense to me. And the Lord was working on my heart and my life. But up until that point, they just accepted me as I was. They didn't yell at me. They didn't force me to be something. They didn't correct me. And that's what I needed. And I feel like maybe that's Maybe that's not what everyone needs. Some people need like a, a more more tough love approach. But I feel like in general, that is just a really great evangelistic tactic. It's just showing people, hey, I love you regardless of what you believe. This is what I believe, but you don't have to be like me. That's what did it for me. And that's that's what I try and do here with this weird platform that I have. Like, that's what I want to see. That's That's what I want to see more of. Because I feel like that's the most Christian thing you can do when you're interacting with someone who isn't a Christian, who does, who has a poor understanding of scripture or the person of Christ or Christianity and what that looks like. I don't think it needs to be this thing where you have all the answers. You don't need all that. They're, they're, they're out there. And I feel like Christianity has great answers. But posturing yourself in a way like you know the answers to those objections when you really don't just makes Christianity look bad. Anyways, I'm getting really ranty in this one. So yeah, there you have it. I'm a Christian. I love God. I love the church. I love scripture. And I love learning more about God and the church and how to love people better. I don't always do it the right way. I, I need to do better. I need to learn more. I need to challenge myself more. I need to open myself up to more perspectives because I think those are all Christian things. If you are doubting your faith or you're someone who is interested in becoming a Christian, uh, there's lots of resources I would love to recommend to you right now. My three favorite apologists right now online, if you just want to watch social media content, uh, Inspiring Philosophy, I love him. Uh, Exploring Reality, that's my buddy Than Christopoulos. And then my buddy Parker from Parker's Pensies, uh, Parker Sedicase. I've interviewed all three of them on my podcast, so I recommend going through my podcast and listening to those if you have questions that are more on the intellectual end. And if you have any more specific questions for me, like I don't have all the answers, but I feel like I've looked into a lot of great resources that have helped me. If you want me to send them to you, feel free to DM me on Instagram or email me at memelordmonday at gmail.com. But seriously, if you are struggling with your faith, I get it. If you're hearing my story and you're like, well, that's good for you. I just don't see how you can reconcile this and this. I get that too. It's okay to have questions. It's okay to have objections. All I want to do is encourage you to challenge those objections. Don't only ask, is this true? But ask yourself, is this a good question? Is this a fair question? That's my challenge. And as I said in my last podcast, if you've experienced church hurt, and you've experienced Christians that just don't get it or have been abusive towards you, I get that too. You have every reason to question the Christian faith because of that. I don't want you to feel invalidated for those questions and those experiences that you've had. I pray the Lord sends you Christians who embody what Christ told Christians to do while they were on this earth so that you can experience the goodness of God. That's that's my prayer for you, honestly. I don't mean that to be preachy, and I don't mean that to be just another weird micro-influencer that's trying to earn social credit with 
you know, right-wing people or left-wing people. I genuinely mean this. And guys, I love doing this podcast for you guys. I love creating for you guys. And I super appreciate the feedback I get for these from these episodes. If you want to help keep Meme Lord Monday going, please consider becoming a supporter of this show and helping me keep the lights on in this show by going to memelordmonday.supercast.com. You can support this show for as little as $5 a month or in my higher tiers, you can get access to my one-on-one coaching. My coaching includes teaching you how to understand social media and the algorithm and how to create content that's engaging and also funnels to your business. We have a ton of fun in those coaching calls. So I really hope you consider joining us and becoming a supporter of Meme Lord Monday. The next episode I'm going to be doing, I'm actually going to be interviewing one of my supporters who is within the trans community. So be on the lookout for that interview. It's going to be really fun and informative. And much like my interview with Grace Baldridge, we're going to talk about how we can interact with the trans community in a way that is loving but uncompromising. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and I hope you have a great rest of the week.